Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. From the filmmakers behind the acclaimed 2016 documentary Wiener comes a brand new Showtime docuseries called Couples Therapy. And the title is about as self-explanatory as it can get. We're going to be covering it today here on TV Pilot Review, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on AfterBuzz TV. This is the weekly series where we bring you... Our thoughts on Hollywood's hottest new pilots, sometimes scripted, occasionally unscripted, which we're doing this week. As I mentioned at the top, we're covering a brand new docuseries on Lifetime called Couples Therapy that quite literally has us following four couples as they make their way through the turbulence of what it means to navigate a relationship with um, very level-headed and soothing psychologist Orna Guralnik. Yes. It's how we think we're going to say it. Yes. Um, I'm not alone. Thankfully, I'm joined by a panel of brilliant co-hosts, including um, comedy aficionado Tara Erickson. Hi, guys. Uh, the politically minded and thoughtful Mina Wahab. Hello. And I would say the multifaceted and um, wide-ranging Linda Antwi. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Linda, all you guys cover such a variety of shows here at the network that it's going to be great to have everyone's perspective. So it's awesome to have you. And of course, we're your weekly TV pilot crew, so we are very used to covering new shows. Um... This isn't a scripted show. Usually we cover scripted stuff. We cover a lot of Showtime, but this is the first time in a while we're doing a docu-series. As I mentioned, it's a show called Couples Therapy. I pretty much went over what it's about. <laughs> um, we're going to go over our overall thoughts on just the pilot. I know Tara snuck ahead and watched more. I feel like every week one of us does that. <laughs> because Showtime actually dropped the whole series, which is crazy. Um, what I want you guys to do is give your overall thoughts on the pilot and whether or not you're a pass or play, and whether or not you would recommend audiences pass or play, regardless of how you feel. So... Mina, let's go ahead and start with you. What did you think? Oh, of Oh, 100%. I'm a play play. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend this to everyone. I mean, I think, you know, it's really important to view the way we look at relationships and kind of like, you know, how it's not necessarily like two people pitted against each other, but there's always a need that's not being fulfilled. Mm. And I feel like sometimes people don't realize that. Like we saw in the episode, they'll say things like, she'll never be happy or she's just going to be this way forever versus no, there's a need. There's a way to fulfill that need. And sometimes the way you express yourself to the other person is everything. So I'm definitely a play play on this. I think everyone can gain some valuable insight into it whether you're in a relationship yourself that's not going smoothly or you just want to understand the dynamics that play 100% a fan of this show yeah well said uh Linda what'd you think I loved it so this is gonna sound crazy but I almost felt like it was a breath of fresh air Mm. and why I say that is because I watch a lot of reality tv as most of you know the 90 day franchise I'm all all the way in but what was different about this and even though they're not calling it Reality. I think they're calling it the non-reality reality TV show hmm. docu-series. Mm-hmm. It's so relatable. It's so relatable, and it's it's like everyday regular people 
going through life together mm-hmm. and finding out, you know what? Sometimes it's not an easy route. And I think that that is refreshing. It's refreshing mm-hmm. to see, like, you know what? We're trying to make this happen. We're not, like, all splash, splash, splash. And I don't know moving forward if it gets splashier. But it was it was almost calming. Like, let's sit down, let's be adults, and let's try to work through whatever our issues are. So I'm an absolute play play. Cool. And I didn't I didn't think ahead. <laughs> only because I couldn't find it. <laughs> she would have. I would have. Tara, what'd you think? Uh, play all day. Yeah, I snuck way for it. I'm like eight episodes in. Um, I adore this show. I am not in a relationship. And oftentimes I think, I want to be in one. And then I'm like, I watch this show and I'm like, maybe not. I've learned a lot of things where I'm like, I'm like that person and also from the very top of the show my blood was boiling and I was like I hate him meaning like one guy says one line that Mal says to her and I'm out the door yeah like that's where my tolerance level is so I learned a lot about me watching this show and also um, other people other couples in this show um, that I'm like oh I relate to like what she's saying maybe that has to do with like past trauma uh, anyway I just find the show totally engrossing I'm all in and I've learned a lot and yeah I snuck ahead but I wrote down my notes about the pilot so I won't do any any spoilers yeah I agree with all you guys I mean it's really really solid first episode of a docuseries I'm curious as a newlywed yeah. Where like how how you were viewing it, and mm-hmm. after we like dive into it a little bit more, I, I think I have a few questions for you. For sure, yeah, I, I can speak to it as a newlywed. I got married a year ago. I just celebrated my one year anniversary. Um, on some levels, I found the show relatable. Thankfully, I think Laura and I we're only a year in, but we don't have <laughs> quite as much baggage and tension that we need to work through as these other four couples. But I think like probably I could relate to Deshaun and Elaine a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I really appreciated about the show, and Laura and I have actually never done couples therapy. We did do premarital counseling though. So uh, yeah, we did like five, eh, maybe only like three sessions of premarital counseling. And it was good for us to figure each other out. Yeah. At this stage, I think we're pretty good at communicating. Yeah. Um, so we can usually work through things. But it's something I know both of us would definitely be open to. The premarital counselor we worked with, we really liked. Um, so we have a guy if we awesome. ever need to. Um, and I think you look at someone like Orna, who I think is incredibly fair, an incredibly good listener. And I think it's important that at the center of this show, you have someone who's impartial to be able to navigate these waters. Uh, particularly, there was one line that I thought really summarized the show beautifully, which was, our job is to deepen the understanding of their dilemma. It's not our job whether or not to tell them they should stay together or separate. Or not, yep. What a beautifully succinct way to describe therapy. Yep. Your job is to help help people understand themselves, but it's never to make decisions for them, right? Yep, absolutely. So I love that the show's doing that. I think in the reality show version of this, they would be making decisions and it would be I'm team you, I'm team you, yep. but it's not the show at all. Yeah. Which is incredibly refreshing. I agree with you a ton, Linda. So I'm totally on team play. It's cool to see such a rollick at humanity. Yeah. it's really good. Let's take a look at the couples. Yes, let's do it. So we're pulling up some photos, guys. Yes. So first couple is Annie and Mao. They've been married for 23 years. Um, and we start to see their story unfold in the very first pilot episode. I will say this. Like you... He triggered me in his, in the first five minutes. Yeah. I was, and the one line where he's like, "I want the water before asking for it." She should know. I was I was like, if I had a mic, I would drop my mic. <laughs> if I had water, I would throw it in his face. Mm-hmm. Like it was extra. But you know what? Everyone in that moment was so calm and really trying to work through it. So I was like, oh. 
Maybe I need to put my big girl pants on and see what they're saying. I feel like she had a grin on her face the whole time, kind of like, dig your own grave right now. Like, she kind of had, like, this, do you know what I'm talking about? She kind of had this grin where she was like, yeah, the things you're saying are ridiculous. I would love for this professional to hear. That's what it felt like but when I was watching But what was interesting, them. too, was the way he was correcting the professional. Yeah. That was interesting to me, too. So there was, like, a whole lot of things going on yeah. with with him. I have so many thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, next couple we have are uh, Evelyn and Alan. Such a perfect picture of those two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they have been married for six years and they're three months into their therapy. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting because we, we learn a lot. I don't want to spoil anything yet, but we learn a lot about them and, and their journey in this first, first episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next couple... Elaine and Deshaun, they have been married for 11 years, and by their own accounts, they are polar opposites, and they don't speak the same language anymore, and hence, they end up at Dr. Orna Gorelnik? Gorelnik's office. I'm going to have to learn that properly. Yeah, it's all right. It might not even be proper, but we apologize for mispronouncing it, but we're just being phonetic. Yes. And last but not least, we have Lauren and Sarah, who've been together for two years, and um, is it Lauren or Sarah that uh, was transitioning? Lauren. Or Lauren has transition, yeah. and she's mm-hmm. just really, uh, over the last year, feel like she's become a real woman and who she is and into herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their, their thing I thought was interesting because it was another layer to not just their relationship, but wanting to bring another person into the world. So yeah. that was like, the dynamics there. So those are the couples. And then the doctor. Dr. Orna, there she is. Super uh, professional awesome. and chill and really non-judgy, I guess I want to say. Mm-hmm. And what I loved learning about this was that she herself, in decompressing and really, um, I don't know, wanting to be on her game, I would think. She has an advisor that she goes to that she decompresses with, which I thought mm-hmm. was genius. Yeah. Right? You're you're getting, you're bringing all these people's energies and issues into, into your professional life. There's a way, there has to be a way to, like, release all that. So I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. When you go to school to become a psychologist, it's actually required to go to counseling sessions yourself just mm-hmm. to, like, understand you know how the whole thing works definitely um yeah really well made the part of the reason i think the show is so well made is because these filmmakers do have some experience we always talk about development history on the show the creators whose names i had but my internet just went out i'll come back to it there are three of them eping the show i can tell you that they are the documentarians behind the uh, acclaimed 2016 documentary wiener did any of you guys see that i haven't it was really good. They kind of struck gold, I was telling Mina, because it yeah. starts off as just a um, like comeback campaign for Anthony Weiner to try to get, I think it was his Congress seat back. Mm-hmm. Um, but halfway through the documentary, the second leak of all of his sex gets released as they're making the documentary. So it starts out as a campaign documentary <laughs> oh, and wow. then becomes what does it look like to watch a political campaign actively explode in front of you? It is heartbreaking, but it's also so funny. It is one of the funniest documentaries you've ever seen and also heartbreaking, but... Eli... Dupre? Dupre? Yeah. Carly Hugo? Yeah. Uh, Are those the ones you're... Uh, actually, no. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, Josh Kriegman... 
Elise Steinberg and um, Eli Dupret. Yeah, Yeah. so yes, those three are the geniuses behind this show. And what I want to credit them on is not only is it just like a really unblinking view of couples therapy, but also the way it's doled out to us. It's really well edited, right? Mm -hmm. That's the key to good documentary filmmaking is the editing. And we'll get more into that during our spoiler section. But And also just the simplicity, Mm -hmm. like even the office there you guys are on the couch I'm right here on the chair like simple her sipping her tea or whatever she's drinking I felt like that brought you into the moment as well Mm -hmm. and um, there was like no extra stuff you were just really focused on the couples in the room with them Mm -hmm. yeah I was also impressed the way it was shot they had over the shoulders for both the couple and the doctor we never saw the cameras I don't know how they did that oh do you know why okay so I was actually looking into this and in order for it to feel like more organic so that the couples weren't like overthinking having a camera looking at them they actually went ahead and placed hidden cameras in the room wow. from different angles so that they were able to capture those moments without it feeling like very contrived with a cameraman just that. in your face like zooming in because I was thinking that when we were watching it too I'm like how are they so open and that's literally why I was telling you why do they feel like in a weird sense like actors because mm-hmm. they're so comfortable just like talking about these things and they're so articulate with it that it almost felt I don't want to say scripted because it did feel very real but they almost felt like actors and then I realized oh it's because they placed hidden cameras so it would feel like yeah even though you know the conversations being recorded you can still be in the moment and express yourself mm. Yeah, I felt that from an angle when they're sitting in that little room before they go into the therapist's office. And I think it was Lauren reaches out to touch Sarah and Sarah's like, don't, don't touch, touch me. me. Yeah. And you're like, there is no one there. This is a real moment. Like, she is irritated and I feel like she would not be doing that. It was such, like, just an interesting moment that we don't, I think, get to normally see if you're in front of people you don't react that way but when you're with your significant other you kind of can treat them however you would like and we got an inside look to how these people are behaving as well as like with Alan and uh, I forget the other girl's name but Evelyn. them too Evelyn and Alan like the struggle is real mm-hmm. you know the flashback that they did for those two yeah. three the I three months like, into oh. and then three months earlier that was so heart wrenching it just really watch. was I'm just thinking quickly yeah. we might just want to drop our spoiler section by now these yeah. are overall thoughts we're going to talk specifically because all of us are bursting too. Drop that spoiler alert, Mina. I mean, uh, J-Lo. Spoiler alert. All right, keep going, Linda. I just felt like, okay, so we know that, I'm just jumping off of what Tara said. You know when you're in a relationship and you've been in it a long time and it's just the two of you and you you feel like you can say and do whatever, right? You can really be yourself. Mm -hmm. I felt like with this couple specifically, you saw the flashback where they just started therapy and they were so hopeful and so like whatever the issues were, they're going to work through it together. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see them in present moment and it's like they're strangers. And they were so... Um, Distant. But also willing to just not be together. Mm-hmm. like and Oh, like resigned. Resigned. That's yeah. what, resigned to the, the moment. And like we're done, basically. like And not just done with each other, done with therapy, just like done. I was like, wow, three months? 
Wow. Ha- what I, yeah. I need to know what happened. I feel like that scene was so reminiscent of uh, 500 Days of Summer where you have like this montage, you know, early in the movie where they're obsessed with each other and he's so fixated on Summer and he's like, wow, she's beautiful. I love her laugh. I love this. And then it fast forwards to the end. I love sorry. it when Jeff yawns. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, Keep it's going. Okay. It's okay. Um, but then it fast forwards to like the end and um, he's just like, I hate her laugh. I hate her giggle. I hate her eyes. I hate all these things. And when I was watching that scene, it felt like that. Like for it to go from three months after to three months earlier and you see such a huge difference I was just like I was telling Jeff like when we were watching and I was like I feel so like heartbroken watching this yeah. it's so depressing and plus it's not just the three months it's the six years and who yeah. you know married how did you get to that point mm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so rare we see s- stuff that's this human on television, mm-hmm. right? Even the best TV shows that are scripted, they're heightened and they're performed and they're theatrical. And that's okay. There's space for that. But what we were seeing is like that almost uncomfortably human moments, which really good documentary filmmaking can make. And I have to applaud the way this was shot and edited and presented. It's like almost like we shouldn't even be there in the room with yes. them. Yeah, yes, I agree. And really funny because when Deshaun mm-hmm. said one line, I burst out laughing, is in the pilot, where he just takes a pause and he's like, we just spoke. And I just like burst out <laughs> laughing because he's like literally saying like, I just talked to her five minutes ago and now because I won't talk to her immediately, she's losing her mind. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, this can't be written. It just his face. He is not an actor. He's a corporate dude. And I laughed about that. I still laugh about it now as you can see I, re- I related to her so much but I w- I empathize with him but I could relate to that feeling mm. of like why are you like what are you doing like what could you possibly be doing right you know now? what was so interesting is that I would I would think in this pilot it would have been them where Evelyn and Alan are because they like she said they are polar opposites but they also it, it's, it's weird because 11 years together but the, it's like they don't even know each other like it, it was weird to me like you needed I still felt the love there though I more felt than the love but I couples. felt like the frustration for him like I felt for him so he put a rule down like you're not calling me at work you could text me all day long but you're not calling me because you need to call 20 times a day and then she turns and says how she when once he's home she doesn't <laughs> want to talk to him because she's lost interest well then it couldn't have been that important right you know? well, no that's not true because you know when you're so excited about something and then someone isn't there it's like then the story's not cool anymore it's How like when you tell ta- it's like when you tell a joke right and you don't want to repeat the joke because it's like the moment is gone like i needed you sense. in that moment i right, so i totally Mina, what i'm hearing that. from you is yeah <laughs> and then linda if it's a great story it should stand the test of time if it's uh, not then i think it's like important. that bigger issue of like when people don't feel hurt even though he just talked to her and then she builds up all this bitterness and resentment throughout the day it's like oh my god this is so real and real people and people do it all the time and and like passive aggressively punish their partner because they didn't text them within two minutes yeah it happens all the time you know and it's crazy when you say it out loud and i'm like i don't i don't think i know people like that but i'm like i probably do i'm there it's probably my best friend you know, like I don't know. It's probably I, all I feel of like us. all these probably problems, all of us. I, I mean, I feel like we get mad at these things where we're, we're like looking in as like the observer right now, and we're like, this problem is so silly. But what the way I see it is that I feel like 
these problems are symptomatic of a larger issue. And let me explain what I mean by that. So if she's upset that her partner, you know, isn't answering her phone calls at work, maybe she's not really mad about that specific instance. It's more like a repeated pattern of behavior or maybe he's not attentive when he's at home because she even says he's on his phone at 9.30 a.m. Oh, what are you doing? Work. So then it's almost like the final straw and then the show characterizes her as overly needy when it's just like, no, I have needs, they're not being met. Maybe she needs a partner that's more attentive in a different line of work. And she even says, oh, if you were a CEO, like there are CEOs who still like tend to their wives. Um, and he's like, I'm not a CEO though. Like if once I get to that point, maybe I will. And it just felt like I get his frustration, but I also think that when we look at these things, we need to realize that the the issues, it's not just that one problem. It's always symptomatic of a larger issue, Mm. and that's just one way that it shows itself. Yeah, which I think is what the show is saying. I think that we can see parts of us in all of these people and have been in types of relationships that are like this, and I think that, like we just did, we can easily... Um, grab onto just one thing and say this is the issue, but it's not really the issue. It's it's the it's the whole package, it's the whole relationship, and having to dig in and find out what exactly the the deeper issue is. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think that it's very relatable. I think that anyone who's ever dated ever in their life, who's been married, even if you're single, you can relate because their situations have happened to you at some point in your life, period. Yeah. I also think it's very cool and interesting. I think this was, it's not, I don't think it was planned, but that um, that Sarah and Lauren are the ones who are trying to have a baby. Yeah. Um, and it's the probably the most difficult for them because Lauren is transgendered and Sarah is not. And uh, it's just, it's a very interesting problem to follow in regards to for anyone who is transgendered or in the queer community to be able to see someone else who's struggling with the same things of Mm -hmm. like it's so much easier for everyone else why does it have to be so hard for us and they they tap on that obviously in the in the pilot episode but they get deeper into it later but i just think it's it's a nice uh picture to have for people out there who are like i wish i could see other people struggle in the same way that i am like rom-coms and movies don't have that for them. But this right. show, that's one storyline. It's just for you. I couldn't agree more. Like I but I was also moved by it because it wasn't like a transgender story. You know, yeah, it's no. like in scripted TV Right now, it's good we're seeing trans representation, but if there's a trans character, it's usually like capital T, like this is, and this is just a couple, you know? And that's a part of their struggle because it would be a part of any of our struggles in that case, but it was much more about the two of them as people and all of those issues were puzzle pieces as to who they were, including the fact that Lauren or Sarah, Lauren. Lauren is the, yeah. Is trans. That was just one puzzle piece as to who she was. But the bigger issues were about the humanity of their relationships. Incredibly moving, I Yeah, thought. yeah. And, you know, again, this was the spoiler. I felt like you said, Tara, where when you put yourself out there in, in, in a relationship and you say, these are the things that I want, and she says, you know, the only thing I've ever wanted was to be a mom. Mm. And then that became their issue with the timelines moving and all of that. I was like, that is relatable. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's important to you, and then it's an issue in your relationship, it's going to be a major issue. Just like money is a major issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, how 
sex is a major issue. Like all all the major things, those are major things, and they're, they're not going to go away because they make up who you are. Mm. It was important, and I I do understand where she's coming from when she says like my whole life, like I've wanted to be a mom, I've wanted kids. Like when she said that, I was like, okay, I get that. But then she elaborated on it and said, you know, I've been going through depression and. You know, I thought I could finally have something to look forward to, and you just took that away from me. She made it, like, she kind of, like, put blame on on Lauren as if Lauren is the one taking away this joy from her when Lauren's case was, hey, you shouldn't have a baby just to fix your depression. Like, you don't bring another child into the world to fix whatever problem you have. Like, I understand that you want to look forward to it, but you have to be in a good place to be able to give your all to another you know, another human being. I just didn't like that she said I wanted something to look forward to. Let's have kids. In fairness, though, like, that That's... is a just conversation you have to have. Yeah. And, like, that was Laura and I, before we got married, we know we want kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of made that promise to her before we got married, and now we're tied together. And if I were to change my mind, I do think I'd be betraying her. Oh, of and course. I, and I think that she was saying in, in that moment, because, again, I think this is really relatable, she was saying that the depression was triggered by the delay of having children. Mm. And then uh, what she was saying was that Lauren was the one that snatched that joy away from her because mm-hmm. she delayed the timeline. That what it, I don't know if they talk about like when they decided, what's it, like a two-year, five-year plan, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, but they had decided something, it changed, that triggered her depression, and now the kid is... Or having a child is the issue. That couple you will see does that. not have a plan, and they're both very impulsive. Oh, uh, Sarah more so than Lauren. No spoilers. It's just you'll see that come about, hmm. um, and it's very intriguing. Yeah. I. It's so... What's great about the show, though, is we just spent... One scene of this show, we just spent five minutes, all of us making really easily justifiable cases as to who is right and it just shows you in relationships there's really not a right or wrong there's not it's just how people get hurt and feel yeah Yeah. and that's why like the job of a therapist is to just try to get people to understand each other Mm -hmm. and it's amazing how the person you could know for 25 years you don't really understand it's very complicated yeah yeah I think in saying that it's so weird as the show goes on that you're like oh man it really is all tied back to like back in the day Mm. when you were a child which I'm like uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't go to therapy, but then I was like, maybe, maybe I should to like yeah. figure it out because you'll realize like throughout the show that they, they all have a little bit of a thing that she brings up that she calls back that they go, wow. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And it's, it's almost with, with all of them. And it's just, it's really eye opening Cause I mean, you, you hear it from some people of like, yeah, you had some trauma and now it's come back up here. It doesn't have to be extreme trauma. It's just like small things that come yeah. up that you're like, whoa, this is like nutsarama. Uh, and it bleeds into every part of your life. I feel like it's, yeah, like whatever part of you is unresolved from the past, like showing up in new forms. Um, and we saw that with Annie and Mao, like when he's like, I want you to know to bring me the water. And like Linda was getting upset over it. And I know, Jeff, you were like, oh my God. I was like, I'm team her. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I do. And yeah, I think like, you know, in relationships, we're not like mind readers, but you would think at the same time after like 25 years, you would know what your partner wants and needs because it's like a constant pattern of them wanting things a certain way that you would just do it out of love without being told so I could get that struggle but I love what she said when she was like it sounds like 
your needs and desires like you kind of like want a maternal figure Mm -hmm. and it did sound like that like he wanted to be taken care of or like shown love in that way and I think that's the hardest part about relationships is like learning to express your love in a way that someone else can receive it Mm. but also learning how to receive love when it's not in the format that you want it to be in Mm. and realize that person loves you they're just not showing it the way that you need them to and being able to communicate that yeah the show I don't know if it gets into it or not but like a lot of therapists and psychologists talk about love languages Mm -hmm. and like you've got to learn I don't necessarily always speak the same love languages that Laura likes to receive and same thing with her so it's been interesting for us to learn like my natural instincts like I'm a very words driven person and she loves acts of service so it's been interesting for us to like navigate those waters and really valuable you know it grows I think a really um, one of the great things about entering a partnership is it really forces the people you to grow and evolve like I think that's the beauty to me of marriage is like I do think it's made Laura and I better hopefully you can ask her but (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I I, the other thing I really appreciate about the show too is I just like that it's shining a light on therapy I as someone who like grew up in the Midwest and kind of a traditional community I feel like there's mixed opinions on the value of therapy and Candidly, I'll just be honest, I've been to therapy since moving out to Los Angeles, and it's been so incredibly valuable for me. So for any show to just shine a positive light on therapy, I'm really all about. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Honestly, I was surprised that all these men who seem to have issues with their wives never being happy or, like, demanding too much, um, like, I just felt like, wow, I'm kind of impressed that they came to therapy in the first place because I feel like there is this notion that oh like I don't need someone to help me fix my problems like we'll just get through it the old-fashioned way and I did appreciate you know seeing that yeah I agree with you I think that especially now that it feels like we're in a time where we can talk more openly about just mental health Mm. um, I think that shining light on going to therapy and it being perfectly okay and it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you personally. Like, I just think that it's important to do that. And I think that even having these discussions, you know, allows us to, like you said, Tara, I don't go to therapy, but maybe I should. Like, we start thinking about our own personal mental health and how it's always really good to just, like, you know, check in with yourself sometimes and, and make sure that you're good. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool moment, one moment in the show where Deshaun, uh, which is not a spoiler, um, he changes his language and is like, see how I phrase that? Learn that from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and you're like, oh my God, yeah, he sounds so different. Like he really did learn how to communicate with her in the way to phrase, uh, you know, a question so that maybe it would be easier on his partner, which he, I, I thought was just cool. But I think you only get that way through habituation and like classical conditioning and hearing it, seeing mm-hmm. it work. And then you put it into motion. You don't just get it probably from watching a show. It's because these people are in there doing the work. Mm-hmm. But I do think you learn a lot from this show. Like, yeah. even if you are not in therapy, which, again, I'm not. But I'm like, I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which I think is great. Yeah. You know? um, here's a question. Would you guys ever even consider being videotaped while doing therapy? I think part of the premise of this show... I'm, I'm going to be insensitive for a minute. I feel like you almost have to have a kernel of insanity to agree to do this. Like, mm-hmm. what, what? how incredibly courageous. Yeah. I think that's terrifying oh my to gosh. be that vulnerable. Like, I feel like, just to be completely honest, if I were there, I would be kind of worried about 
you know, not portraying myself as someone who's, like, high maintenance with all these needs and requirements, because I can kind of be that way in relationships, but, um, yeah, I would constantly be thinking, like, oh, let me, like, sound diplomatic, Mm -hmm. or let me sound reasonable, instead of just being, like, authentically, like, however expressive I want to be, and however intense with my emotional expression as I want to be, it would be so hard if I knew cameras were there. It would be like I already impossible. in therapy I'm already like monitoring myself which you're not supposed to do at all but it's like the passive aggressive little midwesterner in me is like does he like me <laughs> um, so the thought of there be I totally agree Mina I would yeah. be like so censored I would do it you would I would I Good think I would yeah I mean I'm already like a YouTuber and a sense yeah, I try right. to be open mm-hmm. and have conversations with my audience but um yeah when I think about like therapy what are they going to ask me um, it would just be a very different view of like, well, I guess people now really know me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which I guess is is a little scary, but then also might be like really freeing. We're like, well, you saw all that. Here I am. You're right. Yeah. Boom, baby, boom. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we all really like the show. Mm-hmm. Any other moments or thoughts that you guys want to discuss? I think we've covered it pretty thoroughly talking about these couples. Um, love, love Orna. She's great. She's great. I want her dog. Yes. Um, <laughs> that looks like a Pomeranian husky mix. Or yeah. Something. So cute. So many episodes. I hate Mao uh, a little bit towards <laughs> now where I am. I've, uh, mm-hmm, okay. But then still, I'm just like, I don't know how you've done it. God bless you for however many years you've been with that man. <laughs> I mean, years. he makes my blood boil. Uh, a little bit too with Alan and uh, Evelyn. I feel very badly for her. Because I do think he does some shady stuff, even what you see in the pilot. Um, that there's just some things that are very clear to me with those two relationships that I'm like, no, and no, and why are you even here, like staying? Um, but then you you kind of she digs into it, and it's great, and you kind of learn maybe why. And the show's great. I've skipped ahead. I I'm addicted. It's so I, fascinating that any of us get together. Do you know what I mean? The more I talk about it or the more I'm listening to just how, like you said, we all have an opinion about who's right and who's wrong when really no one's right or wrong in that in that situation because mm-hmm. it's a relationship that, that they're in. It's fascinating that we any of us end up anywhere oh, together. Yeah. I'm a monogamist and I'm like traditional, but monogamy is insane. Like Laura and I have like reflected on the vows we took and they're nuts. Wedding vows till death do us part, sickness and health. Like it is crazy the things that you promise to your life partner. Mm-hmm. And it is love is nuts. Like a long term monogamous commitment, I'm for it. But it's crazy. It's a crazy thing. You have to acknowledge that. Before like, you I will in. love you no matter what. Even yep. if you change and become unrecognizable mm-hmm. into a different person that I never signed yep. up for, I will still be here. What I said, it, I was like talking to her, I was like, if the day after our wedding, you get into a car accident, lose all, become a quadriplegic, vegetative state, coma, that's what I picked. Like, yeah. that is, it's crazy. It's a promise. Yeah. It's a promise. Yeah. With with this show, at least, like what I want to add, I feel, and I I do this in my day to day life too, but especially with this show, I feel like I over, like I overly empathize with the unlikable figures and also the ones who have like ridiculous demands or requests. I don't know why I do that. I just feel like I tend to see legitimacy in everyone's claims because I do think that you can't argue with feelings. Mm. You can always argue with facts, but feelings are legitimate. 
how those feelings are expressed obviously like you know you want to express them in the best way possible and not put blame on certain people but I think that's why I'm so quick to like overly empathize with figures that you guys can't stand where I'm like okay I get that I get that he's frustrated okay or like oh okay like I can relate to that part of her like if we were to take one one flaw in me to the extreme that would be that character so Hmm. like I I tend to over empathize with like a lot of these these couples <laughs> on good. both on both ends it's a learning experience yeah all right well uh, one of the other segments we do on this show is and if you like this show you should also check out this show uh linda i see you've got a nice little list over there yeah i said if you like netflix dating around mm. then you would like this show vh1 had its own version of couple therapy so if you like that celebrity version you might like this a single town and of course i'm going to mention 90 day fiance all of them because if you love just couples and and trying to figure it out then then you'll like that mm-hmm. a little less conventional what about like marriage boot camp i've never seen that but I think, I mean, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, probably. Or maybe even the Bachelor franchise, like the, the After the Final Rose, yeah. <laughs> when they all talk about their feelings, just that episode. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Any thoughts, Tara? No, I just, I'm obsessed with the show, and I, I'm sad to go home and know that I only have one more episode to click on. I'll be excited to hear you. I really see myself just binging this whole thing this weekend, yeah. but uh, a show I want to recommend that we covered here last year was my favorite show of 2018, uh, stars docu series called America to Me, very mm. different from this show, but an equally human look at systems. Mm. Uh, it was following it's a white Steve James documentary. He did Hoop Dreams and a lot okay. of great. Uh, but America to Me follows like eight kids in an inner city school in Chicago and through their whole school year, and it's kind of the same like very disarmingly human look at people. So just want to no one watched that show and it was <laughs> so good. So I'd recommend that show. Awesome. Last thing we do is, I guess, rate the pilot. It feels weird to rate a docu-series, but you know what? I'm going to go big on this one. It's hard for me to not give this a five, because what else could the show have done better? Yeah. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I give it five all day. Yeah. I'm right there with you guys. I'm thinking five all day. I was right in it. Yeah. And it's a good time. It's not like an hour every episode. It's like perfect. They did yeah. everything right here. Yeah, I really liked it. Um I feel like I'd give it, like, a 4.9. Yeah. 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 It's not, like, the best show I've ever seen, or else it would be a 5. Fair enough. But I really, really enjoyed it. Great. Well, clearly we all love the show, guys. And we'd love to hear if you guys are watching Couples Therapy. Um, It's a new Showtime docuseries, and you can watch the whole thing on Showtime right now. As of this moment, we don't have an after show for it, but based on this discussion, it's totally a show that we could have an after show Mm. for. So if we get a lot of pickup on this video and engagement, we will put some fuel behind the fire on that one. Uh, you know, it's we have a little bit of time, so I'm going to let each of you guys say goodbye and let the fans know where else they can find you here on After Buzz <laughs> TV and anywhere. Uh, guys, Linda is so girly all across social media. Stay tuned if you are with me throughout the day for the Family Chantel, 90 Day Fiancé the other way, 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. And, uh, yeah, I think that we've wrapped after this week, so definitely make sure Family Chantel, you stay tuned. Great. Hey everyone, I'm Mina. You can follow me on Instagram uh, and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic, but Instagram is where I'm the most active. You'll have the most insight into my day to day. Guys, find me mostly on YouTube under Tara Erickson. That's T A R A E R I C K S O N. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Google. I'm to be. Look me up and say hello. And quickly, guys, I want to let you know that I will at least be taking a break from this show. Uh, 
if you guys haven't seen it, our CEO and founder, Kevin Undergaro, has a weekly show called The Tomorrow Show, and they brought it to AfterBuzz, so it's going to be filming here at the awesome. exact same time this show shoots. It's great. You guys should definitely check it out, uh, but I'll be producing that, and it's just it's a lot of time, and I don't want to take away from this show. I have such an amazing team of co-hosts. I know you guys are going to continue to kick ass, and um, it's right now a break. I don't know if it's going to be forever, but... Um, I am not at all worried about the show because I will continue to listen as a fan. There's a couple shows I missed, and, you know, our panel held it down without me, and I just love being a fan as well. So I'm going to keep tuning in even if I'm not on the show. I love you guys, and I thank you for, you know, I've been with especially Linda since day one on this show. and. I think the thing I'm satisfied is not continuing to host with you guys, at least for the time being, but we'll find a different show to host together. So um, continue to tune into TV Pilot Reviews even I'm not, if I'm not here. Obviously, the torch is going to the best hands we have at the network. So um, thank you for tuning in, guys. You can find me on Twitter, Jeffrey C. Graham. Until next time, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.